My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to Scoopy Radio with Brendan Robinson. Scoop Five away for a minute. Now we go. What an equal swap. What a, what a fair trade that is. Yeah, sorry. We're subbing in. Jeez. Silk, um, you got to get on the PA here. Entering the show, Rick Rosen replacing Silk the Shocker. Did you ever think you would hear that phrase uttered on a live YouTube, Facebook Live Periscope? <laughs> not once and definitely not yesterday. I feel like I just came in on senior night. Like I'm, I've been averaging two minutes a game. And the blowouts, and it's senior night, and I'm getting my number called, and all the bench cheers because I've never taken my warm up pants off before. This is beautiful. I'm getting in, I'm high fiving everybody. My mom's and my mom made the drive down to the game. She's holding flowers and crying. This is awesome. So, so you have players, and then then Ben's like, Hey, hey, uh, Silk is personal friends with Mark Jackson. Here comes Rick, he's gonna argue with him about why he's not a good coach. Like, oh my god, hey man, you, you, you threw it in there. I actually think it's. We, we're not really going to have more of that debate. I actually think the more that I think about this is – I'm not saying that Mark Jackson's better coach than Steve Kerr, but whether the Warrior, what the Warriors would have been with Mark Jackson's head coach is like very, very curious to me. Because as I said earlier, I am convinced that Doug Collins – Jerry Krause did the right thing to get Doug out and Phil in. No question about it. No doubt about it. Um, but isn't it about – isn't the Bulls and Phil and the triangle just as much have the same parallels with the way Steve Kerr came in and embraced the three point shot and kind of had the ripple effect around the league? Like, can we say if Mark Jackson stays as the coach of Warriors that Brooke Lopez is launching threes within three seasons? Probably not, which is which is probably which is probably why I, if I which is probably why Kerr probably it, it's 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 why it's why Kerr as that coach was good. I mean, obviously, it's kind of like state the obvious. Yeah. Like, 
here, what you what you put in there, Rick, is the best argument for why it was the right thing. I just think they might have been really, really it's good anyway. B-rated. Like I'm not I'm not saying that Jackson would have. I'm not saying the Warriors would have revolutionized the league, mm-hmm. but like, they were 20 games above 500 in 2014. Like they might have been really, really good anyway. You know? Yeah, 100. percent And you know, and they were getting better personnel wise. You know. Steve Curry isn't going to come in and be like, you know what we got to do? We got to start David Lee and Andrew Bogut and we got to work the ball. Like that was literally never going to happen. So they were trending in the right direction. I just think it's really like when I listen to Mark Jackson, talk about basketball, I get smarter. And when I hear him talk about life, I get wiser, but I don't know if he's going to say shoot 35 threes and don't care about the results because he's a smart basketball guy. And that was at the time that was just heresy. Hey guys, what's going on? I'm Rick. How you doing? Hey, what's good? How you doing? Nice to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky Rouse, what's up, man? <laughs> Salute, Scoop. You've been wow. doing a great job holding it down. I've been watching in the background for three hours. You got a basketball game going on too. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Clippers. So let, me give, let me give Rick's resume. Rick is on here in part because he's he's the modern godfather of the heavy YouTube channel, which we've kind of turned back on for sports for the first time. First time in three years. Um, and uh, he's been doing some consulting via text with me on like how to do some of this stuff. So appreciate that. And Rick works. You can plug Boom Fantasy. So we've actually changed to Boom Sports. I hate, I just want to kibosh this. All right. Get the name of the company right. It would be a good thing for me to do. And then when Rick was with us, um, wrote a lot of sports betting, wrote a lot of NFL, wrote some soccer for a decent chunk. Um, a lot of sports betting, a lot of fantasy. I was talking about Scoop and I in our preview earlier. We we're talking about this line with late. We should talk about we talked a little betting here. So yeah. late giving four and a half. Yeah. Now they're at least on my feed down seven. So the Lakers are kind of in trouble here. And then I said I said earlier. Third quarter. Yeah. No, they'll they'll be. I'm not saying they're going to lose, but like if I had the Clippers plus four and a half, I might be like. Gotcha starting to be a little bit intrigued by that okay so so rick give us your um give us a plug here boom sports what are you uh what should our listeners and viewers know about uh, what you're doing at boom sports so boom sports we are putting money in the hands of people watching sports right now uh we're pushing nbc sports predictor that's our partnership with nbc sports uh every week we have golf tournaments and nascar contests and our partnership with uh Penn National Gaming and Barstool Sports called NASCAR Finish Line. Uh, you make mm. picks, takes you less than 90 seconds to play. You can win $50,000. It's totally free. You just got to be of legal age to play. People w- will continue to accuse me of, be- of being a scam, but it's got NBC's name on it. I don't see how it could get any less scamming. We're giving away $50,000 for a perfect score. Every week we're playing, and we have like super exciting stuff coming in the next two weeks that I am legally not allowed to discuss. But it's at Play Boom Sports and uh, Boom Sports and uh, Boom Sports Live. Live and we're, we're we're really rolling as sports betting becomes legal. And it's funny you talk about the Lakers line because FanDuel Sportsbook was running a promo uh, for the first night of NBA season. And every thousand people that bet on the Lakers, they move the line forwards a little bit. So right now I am sweating Lakers plus 51, which if you know anything about spreads is absolutely absurd. It's absurd, but it, I, I feel confident about it. Lakers plus 51? Yeah, as a promo line. So every 1,000 people that bet on the Lakers, okay. they moved the line over. So it started 
like what you said, the standard line, yeah. uh, a couple, couple points and a half, and then it just started moving. And then it's basically trying to get you free money because you're going to dump that money to FanDuel back eventually once full games start. But aside from the spread, what I'm really curious about is the total because I was following a lot of really sharp NBA analysts that said that the pace and the true shooting of some of these warm-up games was way up there and that players had kind of settled in into the bubble life, but we were really seeing things slow down. And granted, we've, I don't necessarily put the Pelicans in this category, but I'd say we have three really good defensive teams tonight. So it's interesting that the totals aren't there. I was wondering if some smarter basketball people could help me out there. What is the total for this was like? Um, 220. Yeah. Um, so we're 90 points off of the quarter left. So they'd go, they'd go probably under they'll go it should probably go under yeah yeah well, i mean I'll, i i checked my twitter and it's like 15 gifs about lebron playing defense so yeah. that, <laughs> that was, i guess that's what's happening what? so it was gifs not gifs gifs what did i say you said gifs gifs i just call it i just say i just spell the letters out man because i don't know what people say <laughs> to me it's what makes you happy let people enjoy things i'm not in again life's too short there's too much stuff going on for me to fight someone over jiff and gif they make me smile i make you upset you know what i mean hey, tell me something yes sir no i gotta ask mr artest question but i'm gonna i'm gonna fit something <laughs> really quick. no i am because i actually have a question about numbers narcissist but this but this i don't want to lose this thought and i want to get it out before i lose it you know i'm getting younger so you, um, Dad, they, your brother recently um, talked about supposeds as it relates to when LeBron played that game against Michael Jordan. It was a picture that went up back in like March, April on the internet, and everybody was talking about it. I'm very fascinated because we debunked when it happened. Um, from your perspective, um, when your brother played defense on LeBron, on Kobe, on Michael, because he's had the distinction having played defense on all three of those guys. Um, where do you feel your brother had to make the biggest adjustment guarding someone LeBron James's size? Because he's built like a tank, just like Metal World Peace. Yeah. Um. I think that's that's a great that's a great question. Ron, like you know, LeBron get his. Ron just wanted him to take, you know, the same amount of shots. So if LeBron's going to get 30, Ron wanted him to take 28 shots. You know what I mean? You're going to shoot, you know, 12 or 28 or whatever like that or 9 for 28 or something like that. You know what I mean? that It, it was definitely different with LeBron. You know, um, guarding Kobe, Kobe's just – Kobe, he – Kobe's willing to go into the fire. You know what I'm saying? So he's going to bang back with you. Kobe, underrated strength. You know, so, and, you know, Kobe just so skilled, footwork and everything. He, he used to give, you know, Ron a lot of problems, obviously, you know, that, you know, and um, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, um, you know, he footwork Ron too, you know, um, like he, he uses, he was very intellectual with um, getting success against Ron and everything. You know, Ron just tried to bully and, and, you know, be stronger than everybody and stuff. But, you know, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't mention Brandon Roy. Brandon Roy was like, you know, Ron's toughest assignment, the toughest one, the toughest one. You know, um, in my opinion, and Ron's opinion, Ron never spoke against anybody in his entire life that, you know, if anybody got the best of him, Ron would be like, well, I had, I had a bad night or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But he actually went on TNT when um, Craig Sager, rest in peace, interviewed him. And then Ron gave him an endorsement. I think 
I think Brandon Roy was the first person to actually have 40 points on Ron. You know, um, I think that he was the first one. And, and, and like, you know, it really had Ron like, oh, like, you know, Ron really had to focus up. You know what I'm saying? So they go, they go win the series. They could have lost the series, and it, and it could have been Ron's fault because you know Brandon Roy was getting a lot of success and stuff the way he played. You know, so I was surprised that you didn't mention him. But with LeBron, like LeBron is just he's just so skilled, so strong, so fast, man. So it's like you know he's he's everything is and, and he's three and one. You know, so it, it, it's definitely kind of tough. Ron usually had to you know try to bully him and stuff like that. Earlier in his um, LeBron's career, Ron was able to do that. But then as LeBron started getting stronger, Ron's getting older and stuff at the same time. So, you know, I just wish they would have both met at the same time at, where they came up together. That would have been an interesting defensive assignment, you know, because, um, like, these these defenders today are not shutdown defenders. You know, they just they just put a hand in your face and whatever. You know, but Ron was able to 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 lock you up, hold you down underneath your average and stuff like that. That's why when they be saying like, you know, you know, Kawhi Leonard top 5 defenders of one of the best defenders of all time. Remember, they did a top 10 defenders list and um Ron wasn't on it. I'm like, how? I'm like Ron actually shut down all these scorers back they then. They didn't know basketball and if that's yeah. the case, I know they left out Bruce Bowen, I know they left out Shane Battier, I know they left out Gerald Wilkins. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I I think Ron Ron after you know Ron got the reputation it hurt it hurt his career he should supposed to have been on way more than I think he was on like six all defensive teams I think that you know that actually you know hurt his career so it looks it looks different but the players know you know the respect is there and and my follow up to that is how did Ron go from getting elbowed by Kobe to his teammate the following season because Ron and Kobe go back since like 1994. You know what I mean? During the AAU days, you know, when um, Goshem got in there. Yeah. You know, so, you know, Ron played high school basketball with Goshem God, by the way. You know, they played in the same the same high school team together at LaSalle Academy. So, you know, Ron was on the team where it's called Aim High. It's actually Kenny Smith's AAU program. Mm-hmm. And um, Ron was young um, freshman on the uh, on the team. And um, he was just in there to defend Kobe and stuff. And I know Ron always say the story. I think he said the story before to Kobe. Um, back in the day when the best damn sports show period was out and they Ron interviewed Kobe. And so Ron was like, yeah, you came off the bench. I mean, I came off the bench, but you still gave me 50. I think Ron was just juicing it up for the TV because that actually did not happen. <laughs> Wait, what? Know? Yeah, because yeah, Ron, Ron, Ron said it himself. But I think Ron was just fronting for the TV because that actually did not happen. You know, Kobe didn't give Ron 50 when Ron came off the bench or whatever. Ron actually um, – Gave him a tough time, and that's what actually one of the that was one of the games where Ron started getting his eyes getting eyes on him from like you know college coaches and everything. It was one of those games that that was like one of them and stuff. So, you know, but yeah, um, him and Kobe go way back, and you know they had great competition over the years, and you know, you know, of course they had the almost fight, but they wasn't going to fight. Kobe respects you more when you get in his face. You know, Kobe, Kobe's like any other good basketball player. You know, like me, I used to bully my teammates all the time, and then it was some. Teammates, I couldn't bully. Uh, one of my high, one of my college teammates named Daniel Rice. I couldn't bully him, so we rolled together. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know that that's just how it is with basketball. You know, you're a best player. You're gonna test. You're gonna test players, and um, you're gonna test players, and then you're gonna see if you're gonna fight players or whatever. And players is gonna test you, and you're not gonna back down. So Kobe like that. You know, Ron throwing elbow. Ron's willing to go through this. And, All right, so let's get him on the team and stuff. You know, so yeah. Mr. Rosen, I do have a question for you. I'm here. 
I'm fa- I'm just soaking that in. That was no, awesome. That's real. Can, can I can I ask you, for your question? I have one one comment for Dan. Okay. You would co-sign that this is probably bullshit. That Ron, he's a defensive player of the year one time. Like there must be, unless I got it here right, he's defensive player of the year mm-hmm. in 2004. Yes. There, there there must this is this is another one we were talking Dan um earlier on about at like three hours ago or whatever when we first started this that Le- I think LeBron should have way more than four MVPs. Like I think he should have like like he's been here in the year. He's been the best player in the league almost every single year. There have that you could do probably a similar thing with Ron on the defensive player of the year where there have to be a few years where you would look back and be like Ron Artest was the best defensive player in the league and he didn't win the award. You know what? I, I would disagree with that, to be honest, because, oh. um, you know, Ben Wallace definitely deserved those years. You know what I'm okay. saying? The, um, he, he, won, he, won, he won. I think he won three or four or whatever. And then Dwight came along like when Ron got suspended. That's when it right there. You know, it was when he got when he got the, the defensive player of the year. You know, he was that was at his fifth year in the league. You know, and um, it was he was right there. Now, if he didn't get suspended, he would have kept he would have kept going on, going on, getting that momentum. I think he probably would have had like at least two or three. I think he probably would have had one during the Dwight Howard years, and and and, um, and things like that. That's my that's my opinion. But the the brawl hurt him. It hurt him. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And it's a it's a good point about Ben Wallace. We were talking earlier about those that '04 Pistons team, um, and them being like. like no, so this guy get chopped in. I think I give him credit because he's a Pistons fan. He was like, "This 04 Pistons is the best team ever." And I said, "Like, I think 04 Pistons were the worst championship team in the last like 20 years." But I give, like, just from a talent standpoint, I, I give him credit Third. for beating the Lakers that year with that mm-hmm. roster against the Lakers roster. Like, they overperformed that year, don't you think? They got lucky that year because of, you know, chemistry issues. And I said it on my show earlier today, and I say it every time. And this is why I love basketball, because you can't master it. There's always something going on. And then you can literally – a team can literally sneak in and snatch it from you right when you think you got it, you know? And, and, and that's what happened. Like, sometimes it could be injuries that could kill a team. Like, the injuries killed the Warriors. Team chemistry killed the Lakers that year, you know, with the Carl Malone situation, you know what I mean? Whatever, you know, we ain't getting into that, which is wild. You know what I'm saying? The Lakers, they gave that championship away. You know, um, if if Shaq had the focus, you know, as Kobe did or whatever, they they, they were supposed to still win that thing. It, it's just, it, it was just a, a bad time. They lost four to one. They Good wasn't facts. there. They wasn't there. That was the Clippers there in a Laker uniform. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Okay, one question for Rick. I'm sorry for cutting that off. I had to get the defensive player of the year discussion. Oh, let's keep rolling. Right, me. So, so, so Rick rolling. Rick roll. Sir. When you talk about – you seem like you know a lot about numbers uh, from where – yeah. So when companies do these over-unders, like betting odds of where somebody's going to go in free agency or who's going to win fights. Yeah. Why is it that they become so right? Like, how do they create that quantitative data? Well, they just know more than you, and they know more than me. And, like, the most sports bettors will tell you that, like, if you were a professional sports better, you would boil down every NBA team into a spreadsheet, and then you would just pick the lines that you felt had the best value. You most A, a professional sports better would be like, I would never watch the games because I would get so emotionally attached. Like, I have mm-hmm. personally, I have, like, soccer teams that I'll never bet on. I'll never bet on, and I'll never bet on the Nets because it'll drive me crazy. Drive me crazy. The Nets or the Mets? No, I'm a Nets fan. I'm a Nets fan. 
So I'll yeah. never bet on the Nets. It's just I, mean, I just like to enjoy. I can only enjoy so much. Let me have this or struggle with this. It's it is crazy how close they get. I think that they just have so much data, so much computer power, and then you let the money do the talking. But we have crazy upsets all the time. Buster Douglas, you know what I mean? Like you just have things you know that's two men in the that's one of the reasons during the pandemic that i've been betting a lot of mma because you will get a lot of these big underdogs and it's just two dudes in a cage you know what i mean anything could happen it's it's like there's no secret sauce there's no you know getting hot there's no getting into foul trouble it's two dudes in a cage it's crazy so i do think the numbers okay let me ask you you're talking about fights do you have any odds in mind that you're thinking of tyson and roy jones jr (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's not even a fight they're wearing aren't they gonna wear helmets are they <laughs> i know the gloves are gonna be a different weight ba- the judges basically said if there's any blood they're gonna stop it <laughs> are you serious yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's yeah, gonna be a problem go however i am locked into nate robinson jake paul like that's that's yeah. the fight right aren't we that's what we're paying for like a hundred percent that's the fight i, I what if you had Nate Robinson hitting a speed bag, I'd watch it on Twitch now. I want to I want to see him train. I want to see him spar. And then I want to see two dudes that are in wildly different heights box each other. Where is this training? We can we can make like that happen. Can we get Nate? Can we get some video on can we get Nate on this show next time? Live video of his training? You got him. Scoop and Nate are tight. I don't see either dude working the dab. Do you know what I mean? Where is you asking me? Yeah. Seattle. Okay. So we we have to get a crew out to Seattle. That might be yeah. hard in a pandemic. I don't know if I want to take that flight. If you like, if you told me he was training in, I guess it makes sense. He's a Washington, he's a Washington a Seattle guy. If you said, oh yeah, he's training in training in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Okay, great. I'll go. <laughs> yeah, that would be where Nate Robinson would train. No, that lines up. You never. Know. <laughs> Right. Jake Paul does seem like a Bridgeport guy, but no, neither of those guys are going to throw jabs. Like that's, they are going to try to knock each other out to get on a highlight reel and to get another fight because it's awesome money. So I'm super looking forward to it. I'll, I mean, Tyson Roy Jones, I just laugh, right? <laughs> Yo, Ben, can we tell him the story now of how long I had to, we had to hold that in? You knew? Oh, uh, yeah, you can say whatever you want. Sure. Go ahead. The floor is yours. I mean, you had the I main. It's your story. No, scoop. Scoop had a, the scoop on it. Um, but uh, I mean, you you know, you can you can talk about it. he. I love that. He he had he had something pre-written and ready to go and was on That's it. Awesome. Fast. Um, yeah, I don't want to. You, you know, you can do be your own hype, Andy. Yeah, I got a call about it, and um. They they made the announcement like Thursday, and um, I knew about it like Monday. That's awesome. Monday Tuesday, and so we pre rolled it, and we did hella traffic on heavy. And absolutely, then, you know, under Ben's you know advisement, he told me to do two different posts, like one about the actual fight on pay per view, and one about you know Mike Tyson as his first fight in fifteen years, and then yeah. we had a separate one where I pre rolled where I knew you know I knew Jake Paul and, and Nate were gonna. Uh, we're gonna box. We're gonna spar, and uh, you know, basically, um, knew it was what weight class, how much, all that good stuff, and uh, you know, just 
you know, being in a heavy system, guiding them, guiding me on how to, you know, write that that particular stuff. Because it's not just about headlines; it's having the right information. And we, um, we're retweeted by Meta World Peace, by the way, six hundred thirty thousand viewers, <laughs> six hundred fifty thousand viewers. It, it, it's a, it's a uh, big blow up. The, the people, the, our test social media. <laughs> The movement, yeah. the movement's wild. Yeah. The world peace account is um, yeah. wild, wild for this. Get a commission on uh, the millions in ad revenue that we're raking in on this on this show. <laughs> so first of all, that's a phenomenal scoop. Second of all, I want to retract. There's no helmets, but they will stop it if there's a cut, and they are using lighter gloves. But helmets that nobody wants that. But that is that is an awesome scoop because that was a. That's like the uplifting news that we need, even though it's a weird news story. Like we weren't fully getting sports back and we we need something like that to galvanize the people. Let's watch old guys fight. Yeah, pretty much. Um, um, Daniel. Sorry, do me a favor or do uh, do the show a favor. We, We are now, as we come up in the last eight minutes of this game because of the Meta World Peace Twitter account, yeah, you're at like an all-time high in viewers. So set the scene for the new viewers just joining us. What we're doing here and uh, how they can find us going forward. So um, I'm on, we are heavy on Lakers. Uh, coming through Facebook Live, YouTube, Twitter, um, bunch of places, and uh, I am Brandon Scoopy Robinson, senior writer uh, at Heavy.com. And we're with Ben. Duty, uh, who is managing editor uh, at Heavy. Uh, we've got Daniel Artest, who is the host of the Daniel Artest podcast. Uh, and we got my main man, Ricky Rouse, Rick Rosen, talking all things um, numbers. I was not the best math student, but I can talk your ass off, particularly in English class. So uh, <laughs> I hate being numbers guy. Yeah, he's, he's that guy. But um, man, it's, it's it's good to kind of make this. This is pretty impromptu. Uh, ben, you and I have been trying to bounce off different ideas since February, and you know this seems this is the first time we've come live like this. It is ninety one to eighty two. Now it's ninety three to eighty twelve. Yeah, now that now the Lakers minus four and a half with the under looks pretty good right now, Rick. Yeah. We should have set this up where we were arguing as soon as the retweet came in. We've been entirely too nice to each other. If you guys want a rapidly growing program, but I do, I mean, I, I love it. I'm a numbers guy in that I'm sweating baseball games and they're all going great. Usually I'm way more upset uh, 11 30 PM uh, around this time. Daniel, answer me this question. Yes, sir. Um, the 2011 Mavericks Lakers series. Yeah. That was a huge upset. Was it or was it not? Um, this is how I look at it. I look at it like this: like these players are NBA players. They're there for they're, they're there for a reason, right? And um, before I give you my answer, you know what? This is like the seventy fifth year of the NBA. Only five thousand players are in there. So, you know, I ever played in the NBA out of seventy five years. You know, these players are there for a reason. With Miami, I mean not Miami. I'm sorry. With um Dallas. They just got hot and everybody just got hot, you know, like look what they dominated the entire West during those playoffs, what they swept the Lakers. They, but they only lost like two games or whatever until they got to, um, to the finals, but they, they lost what three games all playoffs or something like that pretty much, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so they was just a a hot team. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say it's an upset or nothing like that. They was, everybody was hot. That's what happens when you have a team that clicks, that's focused, that, that one-on-one championships, 
that's what you get. So the answer to your question is what? To the question is what? That um, no. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't an upset. No, I don't consider it upset. I just consider it as a team that's just hot. You know, you, you played in the summer league for the Sacramento Kings. Oh yeah. You played under Reggie Diaz. Yep. What's the difference between Reggie Theus as head coach of Deering High on Hang Time and Reggie Theus <laughs> as the head coach as the Sacramento? Well, the Deering High head coach was actually more nice. You know, um, the Sacramento Kings uh, version of, of 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 that coach was different. I, I will preference my language here and, and just say that he was not so nice. You know, um, I kind of feel I kind of figure I feel like that him. And the other coaching staff, except for this other coach that was there named Jason Ham, um, they pretty much just stunted me when I got there and everything. You know, um, I was working out very hard trying to, you know, I was actually working hard just to get overseas. You know, I was just trying to, you know, and then um, I was in the gym with the assistant coaches for the Kings every day. Um, when they was doing pre-draft workouts, I was just there being a body for the big fellas and stuff like that. Um, you know, banging around with Big Baby and stuff when he came for his his draft Um his draft tryout or whatever. And so I was asked to, Hey, you want to be on the Sacramento Kings team for the summer? And I was like, Hey, did my brother um do this? He was like, no. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, let's do it and stuff. So when I got there, it was just like the temperature changed. You know what I mean? The coach wasn't really, wasn't really messing with me like that. I didn't really play that much. I practiced a little bit and, um, you know, that was it. You know what I mean? Like when they played the, the practice game, cause summer league is like this, summer league is like what they did in a bubble. They just play three games against, um, you know, against other teams pretty much. And um, but what they do is they just play three 20 minute halves or whatever. And, um, you know, that's how they do it. So I, I was playing in those games, but I wasn't playing in the actual games like that or whatever. I could probably say I played in like two games and stuff. So once I realized what what was going on that uh, I'm not going to play this game, I just enjoyed. I just enjoyed the, um, Hey, Ryan Holland, what's up, bro? Hey, when the Artest brothers start talking, I start listening, bro. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, dog. Nah, so, nah, so like, when when I realized that the coaches was not going to play me during the summer league, I was like, you know what? I, I, I've never been around this type of atmosphere before. I'm just going to enjoy the groupies, and that's just what I did the whole summer league, man. I was just like, that's it. They don't want to play me. I'll come to practice. And then I'm just I'm just going to just have my fun out here in Vegas. And I was already the man in Vegas anyway because I went to junior college out there. Nice. So, you know, um, I went to college out there. And I and it was funny because I, I had, like, my family out there. I, I got I got to Vegas because my ex-girl at the time, her mother, first cousin was um, Johnny McClain, who was married to Layla Ali. So I used to live with them and everything, you know. Um, they helped me get me out. They helped me get out of Queensbridge and everything and got me to, to Vegas. And so that's that's how I got out there. So I stayed out there for like three years, and you know, I, mean, I came back as a homecoming, and it wasn't. So I was just like, you know, you know, bump it. I'm just gonna do me. Ryan, how you doing, man? Nice to meet you finally, man. Yo, I see Brian, you X versus X and everything. Salute, man. <laughs> yeah, bro. I be at the school with uh, I was up all there all year long with little Ron, Ron, man, looking over him, yeah. just just making sure he good, and you know, Ron, that's that's family, man. Y'all y'all whole. Y'all whole crew is just different, man. None but love for the Artest family, man. For for real, man. Like humble, down to earth. And like, hey, like Ron would always tell people, like, like, yeah, like my uncle would punch me in the chest, make me get up and hoop. And we're like, now nah, you understand my uncle like 300 pounds. <laughs> 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 He's not gonna be out. So he's like, man, I ain't scared of nothing. <laughs> 
And that boy, <laughs> that boy is Ron, dog. That Ron, well, I guess he's meta now, but he, that boy, him and Ron, they are the same person. They're the same person. Say hi, Bobby. Hey, they're the same. No, no, you can't have it. Daddy's talking. Daddy's talking. Introduce my friends. Yeah. But like, yeah, man, like they're the same person. I love it, dog. Like you talk to Ron Jr. You talk to Ron. Like they be the same. Like it bugs me out, yo. <laughs> little, little Ron is like this. Little Ron remind me of if if we grew up in Bel Air. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Facts. Like, like, but doesn't care about nothing. Like just like yo, like, <laughs> like bro, like you driving a Tesla. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bags, that's my nephew. I love him, man. He came a long way with his game too. He started playing at like thirteen, but he he, he rolled so quick. You know what yeah. I mean? When I, I had him in the I had him in the gym. I was playing. I was working him hard, and um, and he he just got better like so fast. I'm really happy for him. Yeah, man. He he's a he's just he's got so much talent. You know, it's crazy. Like when I watch him, you know, what I like that Rock did is like he lets him find out his own love of the game. But like yeah. he's more athletic than than Ron. He more mm-hmm. like Ron was. Ron is stronger and just loved hoop, just played ball all the time. You know what I'm saying? Developed his game. But like little Ron just has raw athleticism. Like like he, I seen him palm the ball and go dunk. Like it's crazy. So, um, nah, man, y'all family is dope, man. Like real people. Like I don't care which. Like real people. That you know what I'm saying? Like that to me, that that speaks value. Ron ever need anything like it's done man or like he sh- he always show love to me like that's crazy even when he was at the peak of his career like he yeah. showed love to everybody like yo like that's different all these nba players normally fake or you know what i'm saying like but yeah. like nah man y'all family salute bro for real thanks man I, I, hey man that's that's really dope man i appreciate that man you gotta come on the show man you know what i'm saying so Son. we can talk to some some hoop hoops yo you know what i mean i really yo, i really respect that man from you man hey, yo, it's so. LeBron. The bubble got 12 points. Man, <laughs> bubble hey, LeBron, the worst player of all time. He's still his <laughs> hey, yo, where's my guy Brown? <laughs> Depoy LeBron. Depoy LeBron. We were talking at the top of the show about LeBron in the season opener <laughs> had 18. I was like, that's the worst game he's played in a while. And he's gonna struggle. Like, he needs some work. He's gonna work through to get the 18. Yo, bro, like Bron. Everything is so mental with him. Like he he hasn't checked into this game. You saw his body language. Everything is so mental. Like, like even if the Lakers win, this was Anthony Davis putting on the show. But like, mm-hmm. like I, I don't know. He he like I, I don't know, man. He has to get in his own head, bro. Bron definitely gets in his own head. And don't get me wrong, like a guy like that, even a bad game, he's playing good basketball. But like, I don't know what y'all think. Like, he gets in his like 12 points, 10 rebounds, like. Ron, you're not a role player. <laughs> like, yeah. that's a good stat line for Rondo. <laughs> like, <laughs> What's the stat line? Twelve points. What? He's trying oh. to get a triple double. Twelve. If I'm not mistaken, hold on. Look. 12, 12, 12 10, and seven assists. Yeah. Seven assists. Scoop. So he's gonna get a triple double. You know, LeBron can walk into a triple double. You know. Is that the long defense? I haven't watched a second of this game. I've been in here with he's, you guys. Is it long defenders or? He's the, he's the he's not a he looks like he doesn't even want the basketball certain times. It's not he's not even aggressive with the ball right now, but like he's defending well, he's rebounding well, but like it looks like he doesn't want the basketball in a couple moments. 
Like Deion mm-hmm. Waiters is hitting shots. They're kind of grinding back in the game. This reminds me of Christmas. Yeah, Christmas, Christmas day one and Christmas. Mm-hmm. Game one and Christmas. He doesn't, he's just not like it looks like he's like he's he's checked out or he's kind of like ah. When you want LeBron, like you personally want him to go into freight train mode, and he, you can just tell he doesn't want it, and he's stepping back. It can be like, as a s- sports fan, one of the most frustrating things because you know how explosive he can be when he wants to take over a game. I, I wonder. He's so smart too. I wonder his psyche. Is he like, I'm not gonna really show him who I am right now. Like, I get it. Game when you have nothing to prove, but I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That's the biggest gripe with people. I, I, I you know, I, LeBron is my goat. You know what I'm saying? But like, I try not to judge him on these moments. But like, I wanted a mindset. Like, even if they win the game, is that a huge message to the Clippers? You know, he's he's really passive aggressive about the way he's doing things. But he's just he's not assertive. Assertive. Like, you know, credit Kawhi Leonard. He's got he's got, he's developed a little bit of a Kobe mentality, right? Like. Like he got twenty six points, but he was gonna get them shots up. Like he mm-hmm. was shooting thirty percent, but Kawhi been getting the shots up. Like, like, like that's that's the one gripe they may want to say on Kawhi. So hold on, let's look at Kawhi, fellas. Kawhi got twenty five points. Oh, I don't on sixteen field goals, seven for sixteen, but he's taking sixteen shots. Look at LeBron. LeBron has taken. LeBron took sixteen shots. Maybe, but four for 16, something like that. Four for 16, yeah. yo. Four for 16. Can't have it. Like, let me give you a, a little bit of contrarian spin on that, though. From like a Lakers standpoint, is John plays like crap. The Clippers are like second or third best team in the league, and the Lakers are still going to win the game. And it, it, well, well, there's no Lou, there's no Trez, but that's a really positive sign because, Scoop, we talked about this. If if Le- and I don't know how you guys feel, I always felt like the Lakers have now obviously to the NBA Finals it may be a different tune. But the Lakers have no choice, no chance if LeBron doesn't play well. They've been back against the wall, but Deion Waiters showed up. Anthony Davis, you know, hit some timely, hit timely shots. Kuzma's kind of playing the hustle game, but like, I, you know, I could see a scenario where LeBron didn't play well and this team had success and you're. Where you at, house? Ryan looks like he's in a bed, bath, and beyond. That's your house. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god! There you go. Hey guys, watch out, guys. Hold on, watch out, guys. I got four of them, so I understand, man. Another way to look at that, though, on LeBron against the Clippers is like this stat line is going to be pretty similar to what he was in the opener. The Lakers lost the opener by 10 points, and they're, I mean, they got to hold on here, but they're probably going to win. Yet the Clippers have missed the goal. Um, I mean, that's, uh, I'm not selling any Lakers stock based on LeBron tonight. I don't know. Do we just, do we agree this is a Western Conference finals preview? It has to be. Who else yeah, is, who, like, like, there's like, there's like, you guys know when you play pickup ball and there's two courts, and like sometimes <laughs> you get the ball court, and then you got like the fun court on the side. Like, 
Like, yeah, where do you think I'm at, Ryan? You know, this is like the ball is court. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a yeah. personal you attack. Go over to the court, court, you know. Oh man, <laughs> Ryan, what are you eating? That looks delicious. You know, I got a. It's a. It's a. It's a vegetarian patty. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but like, like I would take this patty over real meat any day, man. Like I'm hooked. What's in the veggie patty that makes it so good? What are the what kind of veggie patty is it? You can't tell me it's not meat. Okay. I think it's I think it's the Beyond Meat one I have. Okay. Yeah. But like you can't tell me it's not meat. Like you, you know what I'm saying? You like, can't taste like, it, man. You can't taste yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's the only it's on, I'm on in the face. <laughs> yeah. My wife is good about what she does, you know, so you know that may be a piece, you know, piece of it. It's not just the burger, it's the, it's the presentation from here. It just looks like it came from like you took it, you door it door dashed, man. It's beautiful. Stop, that's not fair, man. <laughs> it's, it's midnight on the east coast. I'm gonna get myself in big trouble here. You feel like you ate a burger after you have a burger. Yeah. My mind says I eat a burger, and then I'm like, oh, I'm cool. Yeah, it so bleeds. LeBron, you bite okay, it. So, hold on. So LeBron is guarding Kawhi. Okay. Oh, LeBron. Oh, oh yo, LeBron. yo, LeBron just grabbed Kawhi. <laughs> <laughs> he just grabbed. <laughs> and he's hey. arguing the call. Brian, uh, I miss basketball. <laughs> Brian and Daniel, answer me this. If LeBron doesn't want a ring and a Lakers jersey, does it affect his legacy? And is there a pressure for him to win this year after Kobe's death? There's absolutely absolute pressure, I would have to say, because right, like, come on, D, like what would Ron do right now if he was playing basketball and Kobe passed away? He'd be trying to man, what? <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, but do you think do you think they should put that should they use Kobe's death as a reason to try to win the championship though? You think they should yeah, do that? Man. Like you have, I think the best thing was, I liken it to this. I like the, I think the quarantine helped distract everybody from Kobe because everybody was on Kobe. And I don't say it in a bad way. I said, as you can honor him, but now you can get yourself back together. I played the day that my dad died. Mm. And I want to have 50 points in a basketball game. I want to have the game of my life. And I, I was horrible. I was horrible. So when you have so much emotion and you want it, you want it so bad, it doesn't work out. So I think there's enough distraction with the bubble and Corona and all that to where they're still playing for Kobe Bryant, but they know there's other things on their minds right now. And you can just get back to basketball. But when you want something so bad for someone you love, it doesn't always work out. Yo, LeBron just out there hacking, yo. LeBron, he was on the bench, so now he's back in there, and we'll see what he can do. Yo, Daniel, you talked about Le uh, Layla Ali and your connection there. Yeah. Do you see Leia, Layla Ali versus Shields fighting? Huh? Oh, man, I think Layla Ali should just – I like Clarissa Shields. She's she's dope. I think that she she has the youth advantage over Layla. Layla obviously you know has more ring experience than Clarissa, but shoot, Layla having fought in years. I don't know how that's going to be, but I think Layla said that they got to take the right the right bag to get her to get her out. I think I think if if they do fight, 
I think I think um it'll be an interesting fight. I don't know if it's gonna be like uh like somebody's gonna get stopped. I, I think it might just go the whole way and stuff because we never really seen Clarissa Shields fight anybody really like you know really good. She's just been dominating. So I just want to you know it could be interesting. Who knows? I I really don't know. That's real. <laughs> What when's, when's the last time Layla Ali stepped in a ring against in a, in a formal competition? It, it can't be in the last ten years, right? Man, dang. I mean, the bag would have to be crazy for me to step in the ring with Clarissa Shields. <laughs> oh, she, <laughs> she would put me in the ground. Layla Ali's got listen, very beautiful. She got. Adult, she's in her 40s. It's dangerous. That's dangerous. It's talking about an elite athlete, an Olympic athlete. I'm, I'm, I'll be scared. I'm, I'm, I'm scared of being a Chris Shields could hit, man. I, I want her to take a solid fight more than anybody. That's the boxer that I want to see fight as much. You know, the, my two favorite boxers right now are her and Lomachenko. Neither of them are really fighting. Burger up, brother. What? I said, Ryan, you were tearing that burger up. No, no. <laughs> limb from limb. No. That's, that's, the, that's the best thing that's been on this. Show. Well, one of the best. We've had a really good show here, Scoop. Wow, Silk the Shocker is going to finish more? second behind an impossible burger. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my God, don't let him hear it. Uh, no, the big burger is top four moment from this. From this Imagine three. unlimited burgers that don't make you fat, fellas. Yo. So good. <laughs> so okay. awesome. Yo, my bad, school. No, nah, you good. Yo, Ben, my bad, bro. Oh my god, that thing is so delicious. Please send it. <laughs> <laughs> it's yo, ridiculous. It's the, onions, it's the grilled onions. Yo, when we when, when we when we come back outside, I'm coming to Ryan's house, and I want I want to get the recipe for your wife. Hey, the Ryan, brown is forcing oh, Kawhi to his left hand. <laughs> Get up! I, I gotta go get something. Yo, yo, LeBron is exposing Kawhi. Yo! <laughs> He's sending Kawhi to his left hand. Kawhi don't want to go. He's putting the film out. <laughs> He's not going to get the triple double, guys. He's going to come. He, he might come three assists short. He's definitely not going to get the triple double. Yeah, I don't. Y'all be tough. Daniel, let me ask you something. When you were talking about the Kings and Summer League and they want to sign you, and you were talking about how you were like, did, did Iran like involved somehow? How how does that affect you mentally? And how do you feel? Because there's a lot of situations like that where, you know, J.R. Smith went to the Knicks and I believe Chris Smith went to the G League team and you got. Uh, oh, Chris Smith was on the Knicks, bro. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, full roster. And uh, I think Thanasis Antetokounmpo is a 15th man. Uh, on the buck. So, so how, how does, how do you reconcile that? And how do you feel about that situation going on in the league right now? Well, the, the Nassas is different. He was in the NBA before his brother got there. He was there a year, uh, a year before um, Greek freak got there. Um, Chris Smith, I think um, Chris is my man. I, I don't know the situation. I don't know if it was nepotism. I don't know if J.R. Smith was like, I take a pay cut. If you just sign my brother and stuff like that. Now that's what I wish Meta would have did. You know what I'm saying? That was, <laughs> that's different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Two years, two point five. I'm, you know, what I'm saying we good now. Nah, but um, you know what? To be honest, um, growing up in the same house as him, it was it was tough because you know it, I'm one of I'm one of ten kids, and um, you know it was a lot of attention. You know, diverted to Ron once Ron started coming up. Ron went to a five star camp one year, came back like top five in the nation or something like that. You know, and um, 
it was hard when all the attention was 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 on him while he was in high school. I'm in junior high school. You know, I came in the house one time. I scored 66 points as 13 years old, and and just like nobody cared. You know what I mean? So that was kind of tough. So I used to have I used to have some some resentment towards my brother because of that. You know, and towards my parents too. You know, back then because of you know the, the lack of I felt like you know um, the lack of love or whatever. Uh, although that's what I thought. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So once I, I realized that wasn't the case and then, you know, Ron started bringing me along to everything, then, um, you know, I, I, I seen what it was. But, um, yeah, it, it definitely had took its toll on me mentally. Chris, give me a napkin, Chris. Definitely. You know, you know, even sometimes to this day, sometimes I still I still feel the effects of it because, you know, people will greet me. They'll come up to me and shake my hand like, hey, how's your brother doing? Not, hey, Daniel, how you doing? You know, or if I'm walking past people, people know me, but they'd be like, yo, they, they'll just like, Yo, that's Ron Artest's brother. You know what I mean? But they know me. They know they know Daniel. They know me. So it's I'm still dealing with the you know residual effects from 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 that or whatever. So like you know, I just decided to just get away. That's why nobody see me no more. I moved all the way down south to Charleston, South Carolina, where nobody at. Like nobody knows me or nothing like that. I can just be myself and and just you know be in my happy space or whatever. <laughs> that's, nope. why that's why I'm careful with you when I write stuff. Yeah. About how I'll call you first, and Ryan will tell you just because I know what Ryan's trying to do. I, I I don't give everybody that courtesy, but I try to call before I put something out with a headline just because I know what y'all are building. I know Ryan, you know, is a guy that was a role player. You know what I'm saying? And I, like when we had that whole LeBron Kyrie thing, that thing hit. It hit TV. But at the same time, you still got to go with the social aspect of certain things. There's certain things I can't write, but there's certain things I pass off. Same with you. I'll call you because. Yeah, it's easy to put Ron Artest or Metal World Peace's brother in the headline because of my mood, but you're a person too. Yeah. Yeah. And I, as such. I got that certified even more, by the way. What you mean? The Le, the Kyrie LeBron. <laughs> yeah. I got that certified even more. You mean you heard something? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that kind of just further was like, yeah, he was a LeBron was a poor leader in Cleveland. Okay, yeah, gotcha. like yeah, mm. he was. Can you speak on it more or no? I just say like he had a lot of poor things that he was doing. He wasn't stepping to the forefront as of a as a leader, you know. So, you know, like when I said, I feel like I felt my opinion as we stated, and you even put it like that. It was just now LeBron is in such a light that nobody wants to hear anything real. I don't even want to say negative, just anything real about him. You know what I'm saying? Like, is he that leader now? No, I think he's definitely grown. But at that time, there were some things he was doing that people just weren't agreeing with, you know? But you can't come out as a former teammate and say that, you know? Yeah. But, you know, hey, I, I blame Cleveland for it because Cleveland just gave him the, the whole entire keys to the franchise and let him do what he want. You're not doing that in L.A. Like, Kobe didn't even have that power in L.A. to do what he wanted. Shaq didn't. You know what I mean? The only one you can say is Magic. <laughs> Magic probably the only one that could do what he want. You and know, they shipped fact. D'Angelo Russell for getting too comfortable. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, that that definitely helped him mature. And you, 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 you can definitely say it definitely helped him mature because – he had he went to that situation. He went to LA realizing, like, hey, you're not gonna be able to do what you want to do. So, you know what I mean? I think developing in LA is completely di different than developing in like New York, even though they're both major cities. LA, there's too much fame 
and there's too much glamour and there's too much elevation. New York, you can still kind of be like a you can you can still take the subway. Like you can be a regular person a little bit, and you gotta like live your life a little bit more manually. You know, like you gotta walk places. I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm reaching here. I just think LA is a tough place to be young. You know what I mean? No. One hundred one ninety-eight with forty points. I'm glad. I'm glad I didn't play in LA when I was early in my career. You what? I'm glad I didn't play in LA early That's in my career. That's what I, I thought. That's what I thought. Speak on it. That's for sure. I wouldn't have been able to handle it. Does anybody on this show right now actually have a live video feed? Because I, I have <laughs> yeah, Paul George, I'm not. I'm not live, so don't say nothing. I'm not even gonna look at my. Paul my George's head. My video. Paul George is trying the game. My yeah. My my. I, I won't spoil anything for you. I know it's wow! going to be an end to this a damn exciting end to this game. All right, like, all right LeBron. All right. I got the hey, plays right, plays updated from the score. Yeah. This is a damn mine, thing. mine is delayed, so I don't want y'all to start saying stuff. So oh. I know I know if I say it, it's happened already. <laughs> yeah. LeBron, yeah, LeBron forced his way to the hole, missed it, and put it back in to go up. That's the LeBron we like. I'm just tweeting. Hey, all is forgiven. All is forgiven, right? All we'll is see forgiven. what happens in the next possession. The game, we look at it. Lakers need to stop here. Well, to say, hey, yeah. Hey, Scoop. Biggest captain, obvious, hey, right? Scoop. Shit, man. Went, hey, Scoop. I'm waiting to see you at one of these games as the virtual guys. <laughs> the devil is a lie. <laughs> I, I want to see Scoop on hoop screens. <laughs> this, this game is this is a really good game. If we weren't, if we hadn't already been on the air for th more than three hours, I think like we should do it. You want to do like a two-hour post-game special? Absolutely. Six hours. Does that look weird to you when you see these like pe these heads in the background just like moving around? No. <laughs> Yo, Ryan. Somebody said in the comments, "I thought Ryan Hollins worked for ESPN. How the mighty have fallen." <laughs> All I want to know is like, yo, I didn't know I was getting paid to do this. This is work. <laughs> hey, I take a paycheck scoop. I didn't know you were throwing out the paychecks. Hey, I'm gonna hey. I'm I'm talk, hey. talk to the man up top. Nobody is. Uh, I thought it was Ryan's first gig as Impossible Burger spokesman influencer. <laughs> <laughs> You get I, I, know, hey, school, I know I was getting paid here. Hey, <laughs> you can plug whatever you want. Uh, we want to plug. We let Rick plug his uh, Boom Sports prize. Hey, why LeBron with the game on the line? Oh, oh let's go, LeBron. RPG. Okay, defense, LeBron. All right, LeBron certified himself. There he it is. Guarded, hey, he just guarded PG, and he guarded Kawhi on the final possessions. Mm. Ooh, Somebody said, said he ain't won "Love it. that." Somebody All is forgiven, King James. Let's, I'm gonna watch. Now I have a session up on my video feed here. This is freaking good basketball. We deserve it. We've been without for so long. Is he exposing Kawhi, forcing him to his left hand? Somebody said. Some one of my followers said he's inviting Kawhi to go left and is making Kawhi look mediocre. That's gross. Is Ryan, exposing Kawhi? Right. Somebody told LeBron that Ryan had called him out on this show because Le LeBron won that game in the last thirty seconds. Like, I'm really oh, glad wow. this was an awesome back and forth game. It sets me up to get hyped for Magic Nets at two thirty in the afternoon tomorrow. 
by the way, bet it if you got the Lakers plus whatever, then you won your cash it, Ben. If you cash it, if you got your regular line, Kim James did not disappoint. All right. No, if you bet if you bet a regular line, if you bet the Clippers in the under, then you won it. I was thinking about taking the Clippers and then just trying to middle it, but it just felt super degen at that point. This is a really, really good game. And LeBron played kind of like crap, but then the last minute. His defense was good, so it evens out. I just think if you were getting Paul George and Kawhi and Lou Williams on the court at the same time for the final possession, ball movement should be, and plus Doc Rivers should be better than wherever you can put LeBron at one point in time, right? To me, that's just math. There's more good shooters. The Clippers are really struggling to execute with Kawhi Leonard and PG on the floor. That was a really bad possession. Yeah. It doesn't look fluid. Kawhi's probably like, yo, give me the ball and get out the way. It did not look fluid. Well, that's kind of Paul George's thing too, right? When he gets hot. They're struggling to execute. Good D, LeBron. Good defense. It's tough. That was that – was, that, we got our money's worth watching that for that last – 40 seconds of the game. Yeah. I mean, Ryan tore up that burger. <laughs> There's another one coming, Scoop. <laughs> Eating that burger and watching that last minute of basketball is like hard to beat. It's a pinnacle. That's hard to beat. All right. Scoop, you're, uh, you're running the show here. How much longer do you want to stay on? We, we, we came on 15 minutes before tip. We're north of three hours and 20 minutes. How many Yo, is Paul George still playoff P? He was never playoff. It's the most absurd nickname at, forever, any ever. <laughs> Daniel, Rick says he never was in first. No, that was the play that won the game. No. Ryan, oh, he's not. He's not playoff P. TBD to be determined because if he goes off, you know, you can't really judge guys. That that thunder, I don't, I can't pinpoint what Scoop was going on with that radio. thunder team, but that was a debacle. So he couldn't be playing P. Everybody was, was that, something in Oklahoma City was bad with him, Melo, and Westbrook. So now that he's with the Clippers, if he shows up, we'll say he's playoff P. But I'm gonna fairly judge him of what he's of what he does here in LA because something in the air in OKC, man, that was just a bad deal, bro. Well, Ryan, let me ask you something. Was was Chauncey Billups nicknamed Mr. Big Shot before he hit any big shots? <laughs> ben, you got me, bro. I can I'm I have I, yo. It's all good. It's the only it's the only thing tonight. I'll hit all night. It's fine. Yo, I just ben, you got I, me, bro. Rick, Rick, that was Rick. Rick, give Rick the credit for that. I'll oh, get my oh, you know Oh, my bad, Rick. Yeah. I'll see you. I like Paul George. I think he's an absolute monster. I just the self-appointed nicknames forever to me are just crazy. I just like, want to point out, like this is just me literally watching hello. here and saying what I'm like. What's up, franchise TV? Yo, one of my followers just said, "I'm glad the world can see Ka- Kawhi for what he is, Rudy Gay with VC." No. Don't nobody besmirch Rudy Gay. We're up to how do we get all the? We're up to north of three hundred viewers here. Scoop, your followers are absolutely. <laughs> they are knives out, man. Scoop, That's what insane. are you doing, Scoop? <laughs> what you mean? 
<laughs> I swear to God, Scoop just has so things going like a like like a mastermind. Like you don't like, oh, don't worry, you're on Bleacher Report the next day. <laughs> hey, what? <laughs> hey, hey, let's have a five minute conversation. Your phone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a lot of views, man. Almost 300 views. That's crazy, man. Make it already or no? Because it's y'all contest MS. That's why. It ain't me. Yeah. <laughs> no, we two say, tweets. We're gonna get the our test family on board here with uh what we're doing this season. Um no, but like the last the PG thing and also LeBron, like let's just say what happened. The last 40 seconds of this game, it's a tie game. LeBron has the ball. He drives in the lane, misses. Easily gets his own rebound, puts it back. The other end, he forces Kawhi to give it up. But then with PG, PG has the ball, and LeBron chases him out to the freaking half the line. Superhuman. Le- LeBron, PG gets the ball, and he's at the three, like around the three-point line. And as the clock is ticking down, LeBron forces him to take like seven steps backward in two seconds, and he has no chance to get a shot off. And this is Scoopy Radio saying, you bring the coffee and I'll bring the Dunkin'. Come on! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.